Welcome to Conversations from the Edge of Consciousness. I'm your host, Christine Madeira. For me, and possibly for you, the inner world of consciousness has always been much more real and way more fun than the so-called real material world. Growing up, I thought I was alone in this, but I'm not. There are a lot of us, and far too many have no one to talk to who shares this experience. I've been lucky to cultivate a community of friends who love to talk about the energies, ideas, and vibrations that are pushing the edges of our own consciousness, as well as our collective consciousness. In Conversations from the Edge, we share our conversations with you. Welcome to Conversations from the Edge. This is your host, Christine Madeira, and I am here today with Katie Kiefer, who is a theater healer extraordinaire and also an all into all kinds of other interesting and exciting things that uh, we may get into, if not in this conversation, at other times. So Katie, why don't you give us just a little mini bio and then we're going to launch into a really fun topic. The big thing that I have been doing most recently and moving into is really helping people come into alignment with themselves and aligning the human aspects with the soul aspects. Theta healing is one of the great tools that I love to use because it accesses the subconscious mind. And so instead of having to have this long-term repetitive thing to program the subconscious mind, what we can do is we actually can go in, make some adjustments in the subconscious mind, and then that gets followed up with experiences and actions that reinforce it and give you the experience of it rather than um, having to move through a lot of resistance or fear or whatever else might be showing up that says, no, don't, because the subconscious is already going, oh, okay, oh, that's what this is going to look like. Instead of fighting it, it's online already. If we are lucky, then we'll have a little experience of that toward the end of this. But Mm. we were going to start talking today about a concept, and I'm actually going to turn it over to you to talk a little bit about it, because you've been focusing on this for quite a while, and it's kind of been background noise for me until it just popped right up today as something that that was important to talk about. So um, it's, but the idea is reciprocity and the importance of operating within um, reciprocity in relationships, in business, in commerce, and that kind of thing. So why don't you, you know, talk to us a little bit about what your understanding of that is, and then we'll just continue on. Okay. So reciprocity itself is really that, energetic flow so really like if you think of the infinity symbol that really is a wonderful depiction of reciprocity because it goes out and it comes back Mm -hmm. and it goes out and it comes back but where it goes out is not necessarily exactly the same way that it comes in and so it can be but it doesn't have to be it's really that exchange. It's an energy exchange. It's a back and forth flow because if we always have things going out and never coming in, Mm -hmm. we deplete ourselves. And so there is some form of reciprocity that is required really for our life. Yeah. If you think about in terms of like relationships or even conversations, and we've all been in conversations where one person does all of the talking not all that much of a, of a really satisfying, <laughs> not even really a conversation, but not very satisfying. Right. And it doesn't build relationship. It's really just about one person being on transmit and having an audience of that's, that's listening to their transmission. So everything from 
conversations to, you know, what reciprocity is emerging in is really more the idea of commerce and of business and this uh, wave of millennials who don't like to pay for anything, but they're happy to donate to things that they like. So they're, I mean, they're really leading this whole idea of kind of that reciprocity gifting sort of commerce culture. I don't remember the name of the guy, but he's got a book about free is the new, free is the new price and about how that free-based free economy works and how it can work. So I actually need to listen to that book. I don't know if he talks about reciprocity um, specifically, but the energy of reciprocity, we've talked a lot about that energy and how important it is to bring that energy to all parts of your life. So what are some of the things that you've um, done to incorporate more of that into your life or into your business? A dominant energy center that I have, because I've got two, one of them is very much based on reciprocity, which would explain a whole lot of why I felt depleted so much of my life. Because grow, just growing <laughs> up in the in the the vampiric environment that I grew up in, essentially, mm -hmm. there wasn't really any reciprocity. And so I got conditioned out of this idea that it's okay for me to want to receive. It's okay for me to say, hey, by the way, I just need this to fill me up whether it's from you or from somewhere else, that doesn't really matter. But if you're not, if you're not filled up yourself, you'll, you'll end up depleted and you won't have anything to give. And so there's a lot of conditioning that we have. And this idea of we should give without ever having the expectation of receiving. I see the benefit in that because it's, mm -hmm. it's, that it's the idea of being able to give out of generosity instead of expectation of what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. I think it's just gone too far because it's a matter of to give and then deny yourself receiving anything in return, even if it comes from somewhere else. And so, that's the ticket. That self-denial is yeah. so, I mean, that's the other half of um, that. Actually, that's the other half of this is the inability to receive. Mm -hmm. which is part of that self-denying. Like I don't, whether it's I'm not worthy or I just, you know, it, for women in particular, a lot of the um, expectation is that you pour out all of yourself to serve your children, to serve your family, to serve your boss, to serve the world. Mm -hmm. And it is a badge of honor to operate from depletion versus like the new paradigm is kind of around self-care where we're, we're, invited at least in theory um, to fill ourselves up first and then serve from excess but self-denial is so much a part of this paradigm that that mm -hmm. we just are conditioned that we we're not able to receive we're not allowed to receive right well i think there's a lot of it where you're given this message of well you shouldn't need that yeah you shouldn't need anything and I think we had talked about this before that the idea of um, mothers, I mean, it was mm -hmm. what 1800s being a wife and a mother was not fulfilling for a lot of those women. Yes, but and, it was supposed to be. Exactly. And so that's the, the whole supposed to be thing. And mm -hmm. for some people, it genuinely is for some mm -hmm. people. It really is fulfilling to be that wife and that mom and to give, but somewhere, somehow, for her to stay fulfilled, something's coming in from somewhere. Mm -hmm. 
And that's going to look different for each individual, of course. But I mean, it really could just be that she's got an awesome husband who fills her up. It yeah, could be that she's got that awesome friends. Yeah. Right. And so it, there, there is some form of reciprocity that's happening, whether going on consciously or unconsciously. So whether that we're aware of it or not, we actually become aware of a lack of reciprocity far more than we become aware of its presence. Yes. Because we notice that we're depleted. Yes. And, you know, and the other half of that, particularly in, in our sort of capitalistic culture is the idea of wanting something for nothing of Mm -hmm. wanting, like, if I can find a way to get this for free, and I know the millennials are, are, are moving toward this, this donation thing with, um, patreon and stuff like that but that is actually just a different model of reciprocity it's not something for nothing it's i want to see what i got here and then if i like it i'm going to donate to you to the to the level that i feel like i want to donate to you so it's not a a lack of reciprocity it's just reversed from you know you pay me money and i give you something to i offer this out there and then you pay me money it's just it's a different way of operating um and it's it's an interesting to see how (laughs) How it works, but there's a lot of conditioning around people who um, want to take, 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 and do not want to give that model of just holding on and taking and being very tight-fisted about that versus being in that, that place of flow. So there's both sides of that that are evident, and we're much less oriented, in my view, to a healthy reciprocity. And for and we were talking about this before because even like in in a in a business model and a and a and a life model, if you're gonna go buy a car, you know, the the price for this particular car is twenty five thousand dollars, whether twenty five thousand dollars is like your entire income for a year or twenty five thousand dollars is something that you would drop on a on a week long vacation somewhere. And it doesn't mean that much to you. Like there's there's the price of things. Um, is the same regardless of of how much value something somebody how valuable it is to a particular person. I, that didn't come out quite right. How did what do I mean, Katie? We were talking about that. <laughs> well, and that makes sense. I, I get it, and, and partly because we've been talking about it. My brain is a little bit bent here because it's like I get the theory and it makes sense. So mm-hmm. basically, to have a society where uh, essentially purchases end up made. Mm-hmm. based on the value of the receiver rather than what the value of the the one who's offering whatever it is really you know what i think that would go straight into dysfunction as just as much if we go too far with it we need a balance oh, well, anything can go into dysfunction yeah yeah and uh, so it's really absolutely. that balance so because right now things are we have that this is the price for this model car doesn't matter how much value you're going to get out of it Mm-hmm. Right now, it ends up becoming the purchasers at the purchaser's discretion and discernment of whether they're going to get that value out of it or not, which mm-hmm. you don't really know until you go play with it. I mean, unless no. you're buying another model, I mean, you're doing the same thing. You've had one before and you know you are, you know, until you do, until you play with it, you're not going to know if you're going to get that value out of it. And that is that millennial, that's, that's where that millennial flip has gone. It's like, you know, I receive whatever it is, and then I decide what the value is to me, and I give you commensurate to that value. So it's really, it's the buyer's way of 
of um, saying this is how much how valuable this is to me. And for somebody, mm -hmm. for for one person, you know, the value of something might be five dollars because that's all. But five dollars for them might be huge. And for somebody right. else, like they might be generous and they, for them feeling the value of something might be $500. It could be the same thing, but it's the value that they got from that. And they're reciprocating on that, that perceived value based, based on, rather than the creator of that thing saying, this is what the value is to me, pay it or don't pay it. It's up to you. It's the same price for everybody. Uh, and it's all, I mean, it's, it's an interesting, hard thing to, um, to value in business. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll figure that out as we move forward, but it is something that I think is easier to adopt in life. Like, you know, are things in reciprocity is your job? Like, are you actually receiving enough for the job that you're doing? Right. It's more than just money, you know, cause I mean, we receive money. We tend to have that, you know, you do a job, you receive money and that's the exchange. But if you're receiving money for doing a job that's so toxic that you can't, that, that the money just doesn't even begin to cover it, but it covers your bills, you just sort of eliminate that. Well, you know, I'll, I'll deal with the rest of this stuff. You know, are you doing something where you're receiving more than just financial compensation? And then also how it works in relationships. So mm -hmm. the, the idea of reciprocity, though, well, it seems like it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gift to both the giver and the receiver. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and because as somebody who's giving, you've got to have somebody who's receiving. Mm -hmm. And if you're on the receiving end, you've got to have somebody to give. I mean, if so, I mean, I think we've all been on both sides of that somewhere along the line. I mean, we're here, we are in this relationship or whatever, and we're giving and we're giving and we're giving and we're not getting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. And, and really, especially those of us who have backgrounds of trauma, we're really good at that, at pouring everything we've got into something. And it's just, all we do is get drained. One, we're conditioned into doing that and, and we're not allowing ourselves to receive. Sometimes we don't even know what it looks like to actually receive something in a healthy way. And so we end up receiving a whole lot of poison in the process. So moving out of this toxic way of doing things into a a healthier way of doing things. It really does start out in small steps. And so if I'm giving part of the way that I have worked with doing this is when somebody offers to help and that's not me asking for help, but when somebody mm -hmm. offers help, I have actually had to stop myself and go, that would be really nice. Thank you. And actually just accept their help. Even if it's just carrying my groceries out to the car or, you know, letting somebody hold a door for me and in moving out of that, Oh, I don't need you to hold the door for me into mm -hmm. thank you for holding the door for me. And so that those very small shifts open the door to allow yourself to be able to receive. Well, and the big one too, or one of the big ones is also learning to receive a compliment. And oh, yes. that, I mean, for me, it took me years to do that. Now I'm, mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at it, but before it was, I couldn't, I couldn't receive a compliment. It was always some sort of self-deprecating thing or, mm -hmm. you know, a denial of, of something. And, and it was really me actually experiencing the other side of that, where I mm -hmm. was complimenting somebody or giving somebody something and there was no receiving. There was yeah. no receiving of it at all. It was, it was, and I thought, oh, that really, that doesn't feel good at all. I need to start receiving better mm -hmm. so that the giver feels good. Because exactly. that's, I mean, there's so much defensiveness 
on both sides of that because we've been so conditioned that, you know, the giver, you know, if you're giving something, you're in this elevated position. If you're receiving something, there must be something wrong with you because everybody's supposed to be able to be self-sufficient or, you know, some other kind of madness. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of defensiveness. If you're giving you, you know, you give with like this kind of a hardened heart and well, I'm giving this to you, but it's grudging and it's coming out of my heart or in this, or it's coming out of my right. time or it's coming out of whatever. And so giving with that open heart is, is the gift that you give to yourself along with giving to the other person. Cause if you give, don't mm-hmm. give with an open heart, the other person can't receive with an open heart. That's true. And if you, if you receive something, but you receive it, like with a closed heart, you're not really receiving it. No, no, you're not. And it's, it, there is that in-between space that I think we really need to, to address with this because when you've been so closed down mm-hmm. that any little opening yeah. is progress and it matters. And so even if you are receiving that compliment going, it's uncomfortable, it's really uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. you've like got this deep breath and instead of going, oh, and downplaying things, You say, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Even though on the inside, you're kind of freaking out (laughs) and doing this, oh my God. And you know, the little gremlins are running in your head. But when you're with that other person, you really make that effort to say, thank you. And just, and that's enough. Thank you. And then when that moment is over where they're in front of you, Later, you can reflect on that and be like, okay, so how can I actually open myself to receive this more? Because that little bit of opening Mm -hmm. when you were with them is enough for them. Even if they can see you struggling with it, Mm -hmm. they can still see that progress is being made. And then they also get to walk away with that. I hope she really gets it because how cool would that be? And they feel appreciated then. Yes. Because that's part, I know, I know you're a Bruce Lipton fan as well. Back in his like biology of the biology of biology belief, of belief um, days, he talked about the biology of kindness. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you wholeheartedly participate in a kindness of, of giving somebody something, whether it's a compliment or, you know, whatever, or paying for a service or, you know, anytime that you're giving something and you give, you know, something that's kind in a kind way, you know, you get biochemical infusion of good things. Mm-hmm. And the person who receives it gets a, gets, if they're really receiving it, gets another, you know, biochemical surge of receiving, but the giver actually gets more at the, out of that than the receivers. So mm-hmm. when you give with that open heart, um, you actually, you know, you receive more than the receiver in terms of biochemistry. But also if you, this was just an aside, this is a little bit out of this conversation, but anybody who is um, witnessing this also gets, if they're able to receive mm-hmm. and see that without judging, but open and receive that, they get a biochemical, you know, blessing as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the whole thing of being able to give with a whole heart and receive from a whole heart is actually a basis of, of health in, in a way, because if we're close to that, we, we're shutting down these biochemical hits that we get that really elevate not only our health and our well-being, but our mood and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a couple of things that, that here I would like to expand on a little bit. One is the conditioning. Because mm-hmm. we're conditioned, the, the idea that we can get 
more benefit out of giving than we can get out of receiving. So and we hear this everywhere and it's actually in conflict with a lot of the conditioning. We've got dual messages mm -hmm. going on here. One is, well, you give without any expectation of receiving. Oh, but when you give, you get so much out of it. The gift is truly in the giver. That's a conflicting message because it's like then say, which dampens your willingness and ability to give because you're like, well, I'm getting more than I'm, than I'm, I'm getting more than I'm giving. And so, well, that's not right. And so we end up in this internal battle, which actually dampens both our ability to give and to receive. The other thing is the observer of watching the exchange happening. The subconscious mind is not aware of if this is happening to you or mm -hmm. for you or not which is that that's why watching a really traumatic event mm -hmm. to the subconscious is just as damaging as being part of it yes. psychologically. And so, and emotionally too, that's why that it works that way. So an observer is actually going to get some residual benefit of observing that giving and receiving at the subconscious level because they're watching the giver and they're watching the receiver. They're watching both sides of it. So they yeah. can actually get some of the benefit of both sides of it. And, you know, it just occurred to me, this is why we like to watch those giveaway shows. <laughs> like, and I'm typically not big on that. I'm usually not real big on watching that stuff. Uh huh. It depends on who it is. And I think that's just part of its conditioning. It's a matter of, well, yeah, look at so-and-so. They've got, you know, this big TV show and they're doing all these wonderful things and they're giving all this stuff away. Yeah, they're doing that just because they can. And it's, you know, like this underlying ill motivation is kind of the conditioning that mm -hmm. I had with that. Was So it was like, well, wait a minute. Since I've done so much work and I can watch some of these things, I'm like, no, they're doing that because that's genuinely what they want to do. Mm -hmm. because they genuinely want to be of benefit and help for whoever or whatever it is that they're doing. Oh, absolutely. And you can really see it with people who mm -hmm. are doing it genuinely. Like they yes. get so much out of that. And, and, and yet that brings it down to, to just one more point I wanted to, to touch on with reciprocity that is not as talked about. Um, and I think that's kind of where this, this um, the millennial idea of it comes in a little bit more play is that when you have an unequal exchange of energy, I'm not saying money, but input of, of energy, and you're trying to receive something without completing that infinity circle, you're kind of, you're, you know, you're bringing something in, but then you're closed down to actually really receiving it. And that's where the difference between like receiving something physically or receiving something in your bank account or receiving something because somebody hands it to you and actually being able to receive it in your energy system to do something with it, whatever it happens to be, whether it's a, a compliment, a program, or if it's a meditation, or if it's a, you know, something along those lines, one of those service type of things, a, a song that somebody has, has um, put out there or something. When you're taking something without reciprocating in one way or another, you're not really able to receive the full benefit of it. I used to see this with clients, that when people who were coming to me and they had a whole bunch of money 
and my rates were you know for them i mean for me they were pretty high but for them it was not it wasn't that much money and so they didn't bring much to the table like they they didn't right. receive all that they could because um it was it was kind of it was a mismatch for them and then i had <clears throat> clients who you know it was it was they could pay $10. I did this for a little while just as an experiment. They could pay $10 and really receive something because for them, that was a stretch. Like that was something that, right. that um, it was meaningful for them to give $10. And I got $10 and like a homemade necklace from this, from this woman. And just, but she was able to receive the work and, and it was so gratifying to work mm-hmm. with her because not only did she have such generous generosity of heart, even if it didn't come across as cash, the way that she was able to open and actually receive was so beautiful. And that part of an exchange, I think, is missing in a lot of ways because we don't bring the awareness of receiving in that way to the idea of an exchange. Right. Well, and it's important also to remember, thank you is reciprocity. Mm-hmm. A hug it is reciprocity. Um, paying it forward paying is it forward an indirect reciprocity. Yes. reciprocity. Yeah. And so it's really a matter of, you know, this is how, where I run into to issues with this kind of thought is the, practica- the practical application in a way that gets the bills paid. Because I know how much my bills are a month collectively. I know how much it costs. And I think it's, it is going to depend on how each and every individual operates and what they have to offer and what you do. And two, also coming from a little bit of a traumatic background, setting those boundaries, because I've worked with a lot of people that I've, I've accepted, you know, what can you pay? And Mm -hmm. I still do that some, I'm just more selective with who I, who, with who I do that with. I've given so much of this work away for free. And some people really appreciated it and some people just really didn't do anything with it. Right. And so and it's that's a matter the to receive. Right. Well, there's part of it. And part of it is there's part of it. There is a taking energy that happens with that yeah. too. Well, and that's, yeah. and I've seen that really glaringly in some pockets of the spiritual community mm-hmm. that taking is like, well, it's spiritual. You shouldn't be charging for it. That's a taking yes. energy and that, that will shut energy. you down it will shut you down from being able to receive anything. So taking shuts off your receiving. And so, and that's even if it's subconscious because it's, there's a whole lot of other entanglements and things that go in there. I mean, we can be in a taking energy without realizing it because that's not, we're, we're just not conscious of it because there's so much trauma or conditioning, just there's so much that can go into it. So there is this element of, how would we shift out of where we've been into a, a society at large where everything just flows? Oh, I think there's a lot between here and there. And, and that's not really what I was wanting to talk about so much. It's more just the energy of the reciprocity in your daily mm-hmm. life and the energy of, of knowing what you're bringing, of paying attention to your energy, of paying attention to if you've got, if you're giving and if you're overgiving. And you're not receiving enough to fill up. If, you're, mm-hmm. if you have things available to you, and this is another one that I see, if you have things available that are coming to you, but you are, you are denying them because maybe they don't come directly 
for what you're giving or maybe because they do come directly from what mm-hmm. you're giving and you can't accept that they're, that somebody wants to pay you for something that you've done for them when you think right. you should be doing it for free. I mean, my goodness. But there's, there's all kinds of energy around this reciprocity that, that makes it very sticky for people. And so I really just wanted to bring this up. So, cause I, I mean, we were talking about it in terms of business before, but in terms of your everyday life, like where yeah. are you giving inappropriately? Where are you receiving inappropriately or not receiving? And, or where might you have some taking energy or where do you have some hard heartedness or where do you have open heartedness with somebody who's, you know, responding in hard heartedness, like this, just the whole idea of reciprocity and how that works. Because if you're in this energy of reciprocity with life, it really opens you up to being able to live in a much more relaxed and serendipitous way. Yeah, that makes sense. So do you have any kind of energy work we could do on this i always have energy work we can do on stuff <laughs> i know i love it <laughs> i've always got something we can work on and so and this is where uh, something else that i really really feel very strongly about to me it really is important having creator's definition of things yes and understanding and you know and you'll hear me say it in various ways but it's usually creator's understanding perspective wisdom, truth, and definition. Those are usually some variation of those, maybe a few others thrown in. Getting creator's definition of things really creates the space for all of the conditioning concepts we've had Mm -hmm. to shift into something that is a much higher truth. And then we can embody that and go, oh, that's what this really looks like. And it gives us the ability to truly experience it. That's so it's really foundational. Let's go into the energy work and um, see what happens. Okay, so I'm gonna walk you all the way through it. Okay, we'll start in the heart space, just breathe in and out of the heart space for a breath or two. Really feel yourself be grounded, feeling your feet on the floor, feeling. Uh, your energy connected with the center of the earth. However that looks, you can follow your silver cord down to the center of the earth and draw up the earth energy through your feet, bringing it up through your body, up through the chakras, out the crown of your head into a beautiful ball of light. Lifting this ball of light with you in it, your consciousness in it, lifting it up, out of the Earth's atmosphere, through layers and layers of light, like going up an elevator, through a golden light, and through a thick substance. You'll emerge from the thick substance into bright white iridescent light, very spacious, sparkling, might tingle, Just let yourself come all the way into that iridescence. Iridescence being the energy of the all that is. It's very dynamic. And so it's from this space that we do the energy work. So first, We ask the creator to instill into you 
creator's highest truth, perspective, understanding, wisdom, and definition of what reciprocity really is. And bringing that through all levels of your being and making yours the same. So allow that, allow yourself to receive that. Allow yourself to notice any energy shifts, any feelings or sensations in the body. Allowing that to flow in. And then we're also going to instill into you, if you would like, creator's highest truth, perspective, understanding, wisdom, and definition of receive. And make yours the same on all levels. And allow yourself to receive that and for yours to be the same as creators. So you're full alignment with creator. And on the heels of that, we're going to ask creator to instill into you creator's understanding and discernment of what to receive, when to receive, how to receive, and from who. That you have really good discernment and that yours is the same. If you'd like this, allow it to flow in. We're gonna do one more. I'll ask the creator to instill into you creator's highest truth, perspective, understanding, wisdom, and definition of give. And to make yours the same on all levels. You know what it is to be able to give. And we're also going to bring in creator's highest truth, perspective, understanding, and discernment of how to give, when to give, to who, how much, what is appropriate for you and for them in every situation. If you would like this and for yours to be the same, allow that energy to flow into you. Now we're going to ask that the creator bring these together in harmony, that you have reciprocity, receiving and giving, that you know how and when and from whom to receive and to give, that you know how to do this in a way that's harmonious for you and for them, for equitable energy exchange, whether it's direct or indirect, that you know what it feels like to have equitable energy exchange. If you'd like for Creator to bring this in for you and say yes. Just ask that Creator bring this in, that you have Creator's understanding of reciprocity and equitable energy exchange. That you know how to give and receive in ways that are harmonious and balanced and with an open heart, that you know how and when to do this open-heartedly and fully. And that it's safe and possible for you to give and receive in a way that over the entirety of your life, all aspects and areas, you have consistent equitable energy exchange. 
And with that, we ask the creator to instill into you the feeling of what it feels like to live your life with these changes, to live your life giving and receiving in equitable ways with others who will be equitable with you and be equitable with others. And take a few more breaths through the heart. Breathing in and out of the heart space. We ask the creator to close up the energy of the session. That you know who you are with these changes. You know how to move forward and live your day-to-day life. You know how to be and feel safe with these changes. And you know how to implement them in your everyday life. With that, we say thank you, Creator. It is done. It is done. It is done. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you for that. You know, if if you're listening to this and receiving is something that is a challenge for you, spend some time and re-listen to this last little bit of energy work because being able to receive that will make all the difference in mm-hmm. having in being able to utilize it. Like you can hear it. And you can say, you can agree with it, but if you're not really receiving it, and we'll have to have a whole conversation on receiving because I think that's a, it's, it's just, there's so much to it. Um, and there's so many blocks to it that we just don't even realize are there. Spend some time, listen to that again, and, and really try to receive it through your entire body. All right, Katie, thank you so much again uh, for being here. It's always wonderful to talk with you. Mm, it's my pleasure. Thank you. This is All fun. Right. I love it. I, I know. <laughs> we will talk again soon. Thank you. This is your host, Christine Madeira. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation from the edge of consciousness. You can find all our conversations at conversationsfromtheedge.net. You'll also find links to schedule a private conversation with me or any of my friends, as well as tools to help you expand your own consciousness and explore what's possible for you outside the boundaries of your current perceptions. Feel free to use this podcast to start your own conversation by sharing it with friends, on social media, in your blog, or even in your own podcast. And as always, live the adventure of pushing your own edge. It's the most amazing adventure there is.